It's season six of The Wheelhouse. We begin with Stop the Madness. What's that mean? Find out. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to season six of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, founder and CEO of Students Matter. In season six, I am once again delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, two of my favorite humans, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We are focused on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. In season three, I explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. In season four, when we began the roundtable and Kathy and Penny joined me, we continued exploring ADL, thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. In our last season, season five, we explored this new destination, how to talk about it, how to think about it, and how to bring your team with you as you depart on this journey. And now we've arrived at season six, we're going to use our thinking as accomplishment-driven leaders to tear apart one of the most damaging aspects of the status quo, looking at everything, doing everything through a deficit lens. In fact, it's so destructive, I think it's driving people in droves to go find a new line of work. Together, let's tear it apart, learn to think through the great work we must all do, but shift it away from deficit thinking. What does that look like? Stay tuned. Join us and take a listen. At Students Matter, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and each educator that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Good morning and welcome back to the wheelhouse. This is really exciting. We've taken a hiatus after season five and I'm so excited because I am joined once again by the two of the coolest people I've ever known in my entire life. Kathy Money and Penny Brockway, welcome back to the wheelhouse and thanks for coming back for season six. Oh my goodness. I've missed you two. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. This is fabulous. I'm so excited. Thanks for having us back, Grant. In full disclosure, this is like the third or fourth time we've attempted to to record (laughs) because, you know, we again, we do this at an undisclosed location somewhere at an early morning. And um, we've just been chit chatting for the last couple of times. So we are we're going to be disciplined today and we are going to record and I'm super excited to welcome you back. So we had um, a lot of catching up to do. Exactly. Right. Lots happen on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. Yep. And those are the relationships we bank on, right? Absolutely. Whether we get to see each other in person or not so much just over this Zoom. This is fantastic. Yeah, that's the worst part of the hiatus is that, you know, when we take a break, we typically, you know, don't come together on that early morning in an undisclosed location. And so, you know, lots of catching up to do. So, so anyway, 
if you're listening to the wheelhouse, we thank you for doing so. We hope you find it uh, helpful. We hope we hope we challenge some thinking and cause you to grab another cup of coffee and do some do some thinking about what you want to do as an amazing educator. So uh, again, welcome to season six. These episodes will drop for we'll do ten episodes uh, and they'll drop every Tuesday. So um, you know, lots of conversation we've had about accomplishment-driven leadership, and we've kind of woven in a little bit of conversation around powerful student care, and we'll continue to do that. Um, but as as you recall, we, we've talked about in season three, we, you know, I talked about the arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership in a real theoretical way, like what is what is this and what are those arenas? And in season four, it was joined by these two amazing women, uh, and we talked a lot about the paradigm shifts that that we make as we go from um, how we're trained as a traditional leader to do very specific things to really thinking, kind of questioning all of that, and really thinking outside of the box as an accomplishment-driven leader. In season five, we, we a lot of conversation that we had was around you know how does an a, how does an accomplishment-driven leader start to think about things. And today, as we start season six, you know, we're going to devote this entire season to, um, let's see, D-E-F-I-C-I, a seven-letter word called deficit, right? And, and the idea here is that, you know, if you really think about it, everything that we do and everything we've trained to do is from a deficit lens, right? Always looking for the negative, always looking for something that somebody's doing wrong or some kid's not doing right. And it's this deficit model that I think, in a lot of ways, is super defeating. Well, we know it's super defeating to children, right? It's why they it's why they leave us because they can't handle, they can't handle all of that focus on the deficit. And we're going to talk in specifics as the season continues. But I think this is also really challenging for educators, especially on this side of the pandemic, whatever that means, this side of the pandemic, uh, that this deficit model is just adds to all of the frustration and all of the stress and all of the, you know, you imagine trying to deal with a deficit model when you got vacancies and you're, you know, you're, the classroom next door has a long-term sub in it that you're trying to help out because you're a nice person, right? So, you know, Again, we're going to tear this apart, but that's what we're going to focus on in season six is really understanding what we're doing that's that we're approaching from a deficit model and how an ADL would change it. So welcome to season six. What do you think, ladies? What are your first initial thoughts on this whole idea of we are educating our children through a deficit lens? Stop that madness. I say agree. Stop that madness. What a horrible way to start any day, right? In negativity, looking for the the negative. And man, as you were talking, Grant, so many things start filtering through my mind and immediately I go. And when you focus on the negative, it never goes away. That never takes care of it. A focus on it never takes care of it. To me, it's immediately thinking about what we've talked about in almost every episode is that that the human factor, mm -hmm. you know, so approaching humans and as educators, especially these, these young, um, young humans that we're entrusted with, 
and thinking about what's wrong with them rather than, you know, building on what's right, so much right with them, uh, what that does to their their psyche, to to their humanness and and how they approach and see themselves. I think it that's the way as you were talking, that's what I was thinking about is what do what do we do that then mm-hmm. helps build adults that then have those same kind, you know, that that kind of mindset. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting season with thinking about how we approach it different as accomplishment driven leaders. That's that's the that's the key, isn't it? And how conscientious we have to be to do mm-hmm. that. You know, it's those, it's like a, a bias of negativity, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like we are wired to go there first mm-hmm. and, and not, we don't mean to, um, you know, I, but we go there. Like, that's what you see first. That's what you think first. That's what you might speak first. And so it makes me think, wow, that the bias toward, the um toward the negative toward the deficit um is almost so ingrained that we don't recognize it even in the tools we use or the way we begin our, or end a conversation or you know the way we build an agenda whatever the case may be like wow it's really entrenched yeah and that but- intentionality of busting through that you know, I immediately think about how when you talk about beginning and conversations, it's really around how um, we we label children. You know, we talk about them and um, it, whether it's a, a tier three student or it's, a, you know, putting that label in front of versus understanding that that student first language, that alone sets the tone, right? Are the immediate part of the conversation with a student needing a tier three support versus a tier three student um, that completely shifts how you how you approach supporting what that student may need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been you know there've been a lot of reports, and you know, I so want to name it, but I won't right now. That you know about some of the things that we do, uh, and that there are negative, harmful impacts of some of that work that nobody intended, right? Nobody, nobody intended that when, when they created whatever, right? Use your imagination. I'm thinking about a bunch of, of acronyms right now. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick whichever one you want, right? I, I, I won't name it yet. We'll, we'll wait for a while, but nobody intended, you know, those people that created those, those approaches that are acronymed, nobody, nobody intended for them to be harmful. I mean, they intended for them to be, to be helpful and to help people and steer people toward actions that they needed. But then you take that and you stick it in a deficit environment, right? You stick it in a deficit environment where we approach everything from the deficit. And now we, we use it almost as a weapon, we're we're labeling somebody. We're we're you know we we and, and once you label somebody, you know, hey, words matter. Once you label somebody it, using a deficit lens, then you can't help but look at them from a deficit lens, mm-hmm. right? You can't help but look at them from that lens. And you know, I think 
as we're talking, I'm I'm reflecting on root causes, right? Before the before the um the labels were put on or before, where does the root of that come from? And I really think about as an accomplishment-driven leader, my own deficit model of myself. And that inability to see or name or accept my um, my strengths and my weaknesses and what those are and put them in perspective, right? And I wonder if that's where some of the negativity comes from or some of the deficit thinking comes from is our own lack of self-confidence or our own lack of seeing the gifts that we have to bring to the table. So I wonder if that's another direction that we might talk about at some point through this season is, wow, that root cause within ourselves that we really have to focus on because we've already talked about the fact that it's a focus on every part of the organization that filters through, including our own growth, our, our own abilities and and insights. Yeah. I think that's really powerful, Penny, to to think about that. Cause going back to what Grant said is that there's, you know, there's nobody's intentionally coming going about this. You know, we're not, we don't show up as educators and think, hmm, how can I how can I really damage? You know, how can I how can I look at everything that's wrong? I mean, that's that's not an intentional act, but there's there's a a reason, a root cause um to why we're, you know, that's that's the first tends to be the first go-to. That's what we're kind of wired to go there and to to start the work with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I mean the word remediate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't a is a deficit? La- that's a that's a mm-hmm. deficit approach, right? It's a deficit approach. We should be accelerating learning. We shouldn't be slowing people down, remediating, right? Mm-hmm. We should we should be looking at and again. Words matter, right? Words mm-hmm. matter, and you know the legislation that uh, that exists all over the country doesn't help because everything in education. I'm going to just argue, right? I don't know of one thing that we do that's not done in a, in a from a deficit lens. Improvement plans, evaluations, data meetings, mm. um, parent-teacher conferences, um, right? Everything that we do, we're constantly looking for, um, you know, intervention. By the way, I do hate that word. Right, I hate that word. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say that. This well, is my, this is my there. podcast. I get to I say, say I, get what to, I, want. I get to say a few things. Right, I hate that word. You don't intervene. You don't intervene your way out of anything. You teach your way out mm. of of things. You don't intervene. A child doesn't need an intervention at school. He needs you to teach them. Right. That's what he needs. Teach him out. We teach our way out of these issues, right? We support our our way out of these. So anyway, as we as we go through this, you know, I digress. We don't really need to, you know, hit that that hard. Um, but I guess I just did. Um, everything that we're gonna th- that we do in education, I argue, and maybe we'll find something as we talk in season six that isn't from a deficit lens. But as I've been thinking about and preparing for season six, I haven't found anything yet that we use that we, that we don't take and put through a, a deficit, a deficit lens. I think we're, I think Penny, what you said was 
you know, so spot on. We're so ingrained. We don't even know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't even know we're doing it, right? We don't even no. know we're doing it. it. It it makes me start thinking about growth mindset, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very much the mindset of it's a once and done fix. I'm going to fix this. When you said intervention, I'm like, yeah, because we're trying to fix the problem, right? And um, and un- unfortunately for us in our industry, that uh, problem is a child and we're trying to fix it or it's an adult who works for us and we're trying to fix it. And that's a once and done change. And we, that, that's not human. Human is to grow. And so it's, it's pushes back against growth mindset immensely. And yet we, as educators, it's the interesting dichotomy there, Mm -hmm. right? We, as educators talk about the growth mindset all the time, really trying to, to, to make sure that we are you know, we're using the growth mindset and we're thinking from and teaching children about it. And yet we're taking the growth mindset and sticking it into a system that sticking ding, it ding, into ding, a, ding. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, right. you know, yeah. yeah, those systems are not no. uh the it's systems, structures, processes, all of those things aren't aren't built to allow for that. Again, I think as as educators, I think we're the educators I've had the you know absolute blessing to to work with over the years seem to be you know very much caretakers. You know they want they want to make sure that these these humans are are taken care of and that they have the best that they can have so that they can you know leave leave them and continue to grow and and live very fruitful lives. Um, and so when you see that there are all these other things system wise, right? We as soon as a student comes in, we we give them a a benchmark assessment and we look at what those those deficits are and we got to fix them. Um, which again, because we want them to be the best they can be, and we we have to do that. We we've got to be able to to go at that. So I I think that as we process all of this, you know, through the it's. It's systems. It's going back to do we have systems in place that allow to us to to truly live into a growth mindset? Or are we the infrastructure itself? I was just having this conversation with some of my team members. You know, we've we've got to look at our infrastructure. So are we allowing teachers, educators to be the best they can within the space that they have? If we as leaders are putting some some things in place that aren't conducive for that. So that's that's a looking at yourself and what are what are we doing um, as accomplishment driven leaders to ensure that everybody can truly live into that. That's hard because that's the that is hard work. It's very hard work. And mm-hmm. and and because and we haven't surfaced for most educators yet. You know, they, they know, they know that something's not right. <laughs> That's why they leave. Right. They know something's not right. They, and and maybe they've identified some pieces of that. That's not right. And they identify those and those become significant enough. And they say, okay, good. I, I, I'm out of here. Right. That, you know, that, that was my breaking point. Um, but we have to really think, you know, you know, our job here at the wheelhouse is to really provide people, you know, the 
a pathway perhaps that they could choose and explore so that we can change those things, uh, not just the ones that are that we're surfacing from some level, but to go deeper than that and to really fix this this industry. And you know, and I think a large part of that has to deal with this deficit. Or this deficit approach, right? This deficit approach. I was um, coaching a, a new principal this week, and she was really struggling with a teacher who was struggling with a kid, right? And the teacher's response, you know, was that there was, you know, clearly something was wrong with the kid, right? There was all in the, you know, there was all sorts of suggestions about what was wrong with the kid and what kind of support this kid might need. And I, you know, and it was all, it was all about, it was all from a negative de- you know, de- deficit lens. I get that some of our children are tough, right? I get it, folks. So if you're like, you don't know, you're not, oh, I get it. It's hard, right? It's hard. And some of our children have a lot of barriers, right? They're vulnerable and they have a lot of barriers. And that's why they come to school because they need us. Right. And if we if we approach them from a deficit lens, then all we do is want to push them out. So all we want to do is push them away. Right. And I so I, you know, at some point I said to to the principal, I said, you know what? I said, here's what here's my take on this. And I said, I'm making an assumption. I don't know this person. I've never seen, I've never had a conversation with this, with this person. But here's what you, you know, as, as you talk to me about what your, you know, what your your interaction, I say this. I say, this person's toolbox is exhausted. They have used whatever tools they have, whether that's one, two, or a hundred, <laughs> they've used them and they aren't seeing any result there, right? Based on those, t- I said, instead of instead of talking about the kid, maybe we better talk about what's in the toolbox, Right. Yeah. And she she was like, you know, Oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. I said, That's why I'm with you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, fortunate to have a coach. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have yeah. a coach. Right. I and, said, because and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad yeah. thing. That's not a bad thing to say, hey, I've used everything in my toolbox I know how to use. Oh right? my word. I remember a conversation with Penny a couple years ago where we're like, Hey, the toolboxes are empty. What what do you got? What can we put in it? Yeah. Right? What can we put in it? I was gonna it? say it almost brings tears back to my eyes in a couple different settings that I can recall where it's like we are doing everything we and we as a team. I wasn't even sitting by myself, and we're doing everything we know how to do. How do we find more tools because this isn't working? Um, you know, and I had a such a similar parallel conversation grant with one of our, one of the principals on the team I'm currently with. And um, you know, th- how do we build, how do we build tools within the toolbox of those individuals who want someone else to come in and fix it for them? Um, how do we give them the tools? Yeah, to rely on others, but to be a part of it in order to support these littles who, no matter how big they become, <laughs> they're still our students and they're still the littles of our communities. And how do we support them to to buy in at this level and to recognize the difference that it makes, you know, maybe children come to school now in such a deficit model at behaviorally, because it's 
reinforced at home. But let's think about how long our educational system has carried this mindset and and entrenched it in our communities. And um, I come from a small rural community, and maybe it's easier to see there sometimes too, as people remain, right? Families remain. Um, how do we support that differently? I think that's a that's a lifelong question, um, but I think this is a piece of it. So an accomplishment-driven leader, when they choose a new destination, when they say, okay, stop the madness, <laughs> mm-hmm. stop the madness. I want something different for my educators, for my teachers, for my students, for my families. Uh, and I ch- I'm choosing a new destination. Part of what they have to then as we as they as they plot that course because you don't go to a new destination in the same way that you went to the old one right you got to change how you get there and part of the shift right part of the major change is to throw out deficit thinking right and to really and to really come to understand that we can do this work right we can do we can do in planned improvement we can do evaluation we can do data conversations we can do parent teacher conferences we can do all of those things that are really really important to do but we don't have to do it from a deficit lens we can stop the madness. And that is season six, my friends. We'll see you next week on The Wheelhouse. And that, my friends, wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of season six drop every Tuesday beginning November 14th and running through the end of January 2024. Throughout the holidays, we'll take a break here and there. After all, we got to go help Santa. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online series of four courses, Exploring Accomplishment-Driven Leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd just like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Mastodon and, of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at Captivate, https colon forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work. But being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got this. We got this.